Yes, and back my girls. Again. Back What's again. Up? Episode two. Episode two. A dose. We doing it again. Man, back in this. Yes, but sir. Now, this is fun. It is, it is. And uh, before we get into anything, man, shout out to my boy Aiden, man, for the nice beats, you feel me? Yeah, he really does tear it up with that. Yeah, man, he got us with the last episode, and this episode, man, supplied us with two good beats, so shout out to Aiden, man, you feel me? Yeah. Nah, I mean, nah, I'm saying... That's the insider with me and him, you feel me? <laughs> nah, I'm saying he gonna, he gonna be geeking when he hear that. Man. Well, guys, welcome to the Immersed Podcast. This is episode two. Yeah. This is uh, on the beauty of Jesus and the ugliness of sin. Ooh. Oh, man. I mean, this is gonna be good. And just to give you guys another breakdown um, for the Immersed Podcast, um, in this podcast, we get immersed in the Word of God to help break down popular topics through a biblical perspective, and that will help to disciple the body of Christ. Mm. Okay. And so I think you, we were going to break down Immersed again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, shout out to a friend of mine. She actually pointed out that we never really broke down what Immersed means. And I know that that's like a big, wild, random word that probably a lot of people don't know what it means for real. So just to give like a breakdown of it real quick, Immersed comes from the word like kind of like baptism. Baptism um, in a different language means like baptismo and it means to be fully submersed. Uh, submersed or uh, like immersed underwater. So immersed is basically just meaning you're going underwater in like baptism. It's I know like some different faiths they believe that baptism could be like sprinkled in water and stuff like or sprinkled with water and that could like mm-hmm. symbolize baptism. But baptism really like when you look at scripture like Jesus getting baptized or don't you know the other people yeah basically like in in people and other like you know chapters when they get baptized they get submersed or immersed fully underwater so it's like your whole body going underwater so i mean i just think you know like if you're physically and mentally able to be baptized you should be baptized fully dunked in water so that's what immersed means for real yeah so that's what we're here to do you know what i'm saying i mean and us too you know we're trying to get immersed or dunked or submerged with the word of god so i mean that's what we're you know trying to do with all you guys and and not only you know so you guys get immersed or submerged underwater but you know god would do it to us as we're speaking to you you know amen not for real and even a really good picture with that, um, this happened to probably about uh, 200 B.C. Uh, there was a physician, uh, and his name was Nicander. And so he actually had a pickle recipe. And in <laughs> I know it's funny, right? But uh, th- in this pickle recipe, um, he was actually speaking in Greek. And so in that Greek, there's two words for baptism. There's babto, which means to dip. And then there's baptizo, which is actually to, like, immerse. It actually, it means to, like when you put it in the water, it comes out and it's different. And so what he would do is that if anyone's, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, I've made pickles before, like homemade pickles before. They're pretty dope. Oh, snap. Yeah. You I made homemade pickles? Homemade pickles, bro. I didn't know that. I had to look yeah. at you real quick. That is, that's <laughs> wild. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, no, it was delicious. Yeah, they were, they were good. They were good. Like made everything. So basically what you do in like a, like a standard pickle recipe is that um, you would take a cucumber Right. And then you actually you dip that in, in boiling water. Right. And that's the babto. Right. And then you actually baptizo. Then you actually take that pickle that I mean, the cucumber that just came out of the boiling water. And then you put it in a vinegar solution like a brine. And then you put it in that vinegar solution. And then that's baptizo, which is like a And so the Bible, like through the New Testament, which is written in Greek in the original uh, uh, manuscripts when it was written in greek they used the word baptizo for baptism and so what it means is that once you take that cucumber that vegetable and you put it in that vinegar solution it can never turn back into a cucumber it's always a pickle now mm. and so that's the thing is with us as believers you know where we, we're like regular you know sinful human beings but when we get baptized immersed into Jesus, we literally become a new creation. And that's where the Bible talks into that, you know? 
So, um, it, and you know, what's so funny. We didn't even think about all of that when we, when Devin, like, you know, got a word from the Lord about this being immersed, like, oh, like yeah. just the idea of it. And that was the, and I was like, I don't really like the other names <laughs> oh, yeah, that we yeah, yeah. had, but immersed with like, it stuck with me. And then, yeah. What do you know? I mean, I think I, we was at, I was at work when, uh, yeah, when I came up with that, when I, when I came up with the name, when I got the name, I think we was on FaceTime. I think you was in Cali with your family. Yeah. I was at work. It was probably like a random Tuesday or something like that at like five o'clock in the afternoon. I think we was on FaceTime and I think I had a couple, um, I had a couple, uh, different names in my phone. Cause I mean, I've, I've always wanted to make, you know, do different things and stuff like that. So I think the Lord has definitely given me like a creative type of mind. So I already had like names in my phone. Like if I ever just Lord willing started a podcast. So I had a couple things. I can't even remember the names. I think it was like rich, rich fools or just different things like that. Rich boys. Rich. <laughs> you feel me? So like, I was like, uh, let's not do that. One. <laughs> yeah. It didn't sound that great. So yeah. Uh, immerse came. So thank God that that came and, yeah, so that's how that came about. But um, yeah, yeah, hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, from the pickle maker himself, you pickle, know, hey, Nick Cander, <laughs> right? Physician Nick Cander. He sounds like a musician or something. Nick. He Kander. does sound like a musician. Yeah, Nick Cander. You're yeah. funny. <laughs> he sounds like a funny. musician. Man. All right. Well, uh, guys. Yeah. So again, this is episode two. Two. Wow. <laughs> this is episode two. This is on the beauty of Jesus and the ugliness of sin. And so Devin's actually going to take us off. He's going to get us into some prayer. And then, man, we're just going to um, really dive into sin, what it is. Um, and, man, just the, 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 the depth behind who Jesus is and what separates us from him. So. So, Father, we just thank you. We come before you, Lord. Um, first of all, we just give you we, we just give you all the recognition, Lord, all the praise. God, we just thank you. You're the one true God. And um. We just thank you, God, for everything that you do. Lord, we thank you for the breath that you have put in my lungs and Gage's lung, Lord, and in the lungs of the hearers, God, and the listeners. And Father, I ask that you would bless them, Lord God, wherever they may be at. Um, if they're listening in their car, Lord God, if they're listening on their phone, Lord, whatever they're doing right now, I just ask that you would come and you would bless them, Lord, that you would grip their hearts, God, and you would just wrap your outstretched arms around them, Lord God, and just bless them with your mm -hmm. loving kindness, God. And, and you would bless them, Lord, with just your grace and your your never-ending mercies, Lord God, your love that that is so just unknowable but yet just lord so close so father i see you would just bless them lord in jesus name amen 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 so yeah uh like gay said we're getting into the ugliness of sin the beauty of jesus so yeah let's break it down so um just to go over real quick like you know kind of how sin first entered the world because i know like you know for me at least like i know it was a point in my life when i literally knew nothing about the bible all i knew that there mm -hmm. was god I, I knew of the name jesus i never i never knew who they actually were like i literally remember being in like sixth grade health class and people was like oh like you know god and jesus and da 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 and i remember i, I just didn't understand that like jesus was his son but i remember i said something dumb like i made a joke like oh is god gay because like mm -hmm. i don't know where i got it from but yeah so uh, just to break it down really quick, um, so Genesis is the first book in the Bible. I know Gage mentioned the other day that that means the beginning, right? Uh, yeah, Genesis. Okay, yeah. Genesis. Yeah, it was like, yeah, the beginning. Okay, cool. I, I didn't even know that. So, yeah, so Genesis 1, God creates the earth in six days, and in the, in the seventh day, he rested. Um, so I know that, like, the first day, he uh, made the heavens and the earth, and, and just to skip past, you know what I mean, maybe another time we'll, like, break down each day and what he created, but on the sixth day, he made animals and uh, mankind, well, Adam, basically. Uh, day 2, God puts man in the garden to Eden and gives him trees to eat. 
but the tree of knowledge of good and evil, God says not to eat or Adam will surely die. So basically just to break that down, every single tree that God put in that garden was good for food. Mm -hmm. And even the, the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil, it had food that they could eat, but that was the one tree that God prohibited him that like to, to eat. Don't eat it. The, the, nah, stay awake. Uh. Come on. So then um, that's when in Genesis 3, well, also in Genesis 2, that's when uh God makes Eve from Adam. He, he puts him to sleep. Beautiful story. Yeah, beautiful story. You know, he puts him to sleep, uh, says that, you know, there's no helper for Ad like suitable for Adam. So he puts him to sleep, um, takes his rib, makes a woman. God or Adam wakes up and he sees a woman and, you know, flesh of my flesh, uh, bone in my bone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, and that's even what go. woman means. Woman means like from like it's woman. So it's like from man, mm. you know. So, yeah. So that's good. So then, yeah. So, you know, now it's Adam and Eve. He has a helper. He has a soulmate. He has, you know, all that. You feel me? Yeah. So then you get to Genesis 3. Um, and then that's when, you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, that, tell us what happened. That serpent came, man. That serpent. So, yeah, in Genesis 3, um, just like going to go over really quick. So in the beginning, uh, it says, verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden, we may eat. Mm. But from the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, you shall, you surely will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that's highlighted like yeah that highlight that part when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and Come that on. it was a delight to the eyes mm. and that the tree was desirable to make one wise she took from its fruit and ate and she gave also to her husband with her and he ate then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings um then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So that's just a quick breakdown, kind of how sin first entered the world that the serpent came, deceived Eve, was like, you know, making her question whether God's commandments was true. And, you know, that's when she seen that, you know, quote unquote, that it was good for food and it was a, like a desire to the eye because I guess she kind of got curious. So, you know, all right, like, is that true what God really said? You mm -hmm. feel me? So. She took up the fruit, gave it to her husband, Adam. Adam ate the fruit. They found out that they were naked. They tried to run away, put fig leaves around them. So that's when God, you know, is walking through the cool of the day. And he, that's when he comes and asks him, like, you know, like, where are you at? Adam says over here, you know, he was hiding. Um, that's when, you know, basically, long story short, God ends up covering them. And because, you know, they, they now know their nakedness. So God, in his love, even though they already, you know, disobeyed and sinned against him, God, in his love, comes and covers them with animal skins and, um, yeah, so that's how sin first entered the world, you know? Yeah, it was that disobedience. The he, the Lord clearly said, he said, don't eat of this, uh, of, of you can eat of all the trees, but don't eat of the tree uh, that's in the midst of the garden. Yeah. Um, and through, it was through that disobedience that, and you know, let me, we want to put this out there because I know everybody has this question. Mm -hmm. And a lot of atheists will throw this out there. Oh, okay. Well, if God is all, you know, he is, <laughs> then why did he even put the, the, the tree there in the first place? Right. You know what I mean? And um, do you want to break that down? Yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, like an interpretation that like really stuck with me is basically, 
you know, God is a loving God. So at the end of the day, he always wants us to have a choice. Now, if, so true. if he was not a loving God, he wouldn't give us the options because then we would be like robots. You feel mm-hmm. me? We would have no other alternative but to follow him. But him being such a loving father and such a loving God, he gives us a choice to follow him or not to follow him. And that just shows his love all around, because even though, you know, if we go against him, it's not that he he doesn't love what we're doing, but he still loves us. And he always gives us the option to come to him and to choose him over everything else. So that's my interpretation on it. No, it's good. And it's like for you to have real love and God is the author of love. You have to have choice. You know, if you were to take a man and a woman, right, and you force them to marry, it, it's not authentic because yeah. they don't have choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you if you if God being who he was, he doesn't he didn't just want to make robots but he had to give them a choice to say if you want to follow me it has to be a choice because it has to be a has to be a choice of love it has to be this thing of of i choose you you know i I think about like uh, a man and a woman when they're married at every point in their life there's temptation everywhere to walk away or to sin or to um to um how do you want to say it divorce or to cheat or to have a thought of of an of some of sleeping with someone else or doing that and you, and you have it go- going on all the time but the two always choose to be together and that is real love because the man and the woman they want to be together yeah you know in the midst of all the temptation you know yeah that's good yeah nah and even porn like i think you know a lot of marriages you know some people deal with that or even like you know relationships and stuff like that but that's a you know, so don't get me started with that. Man. <laughs> hey, I'll start preaching, bro. Coming soon. That's coming soon. Coming soon. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, let me see. And then I'm going to I'm going to bring us together. I'm going to read this verse from Genesis four. Um, this is another aspect of sin. So you have sin that first happened in the garden, which is disobedience with Adam and Eve. Right. And then you have this. Uh, part. I'm going to read this section in Genesis four. This is verses three through seven. It says in the course of time. Adam, but let me stop here. Adam and Eve had a son. They had two sons. It was Cain and Abel. So this is their children. So, so in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of fruit of of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel in his offering, but for Cain in his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, listen to this, guys. Sin is crouching at the door. Its its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. And that's the big thing is that in this scripture, sin is almost as if it's like a person. It's sin's desire is for you, you know? But the thing is, though, is that contrary to sin's desire for you, is the loving father is Jesus coming in and Jesus's desire is for you. So you have this war for you. You know what I mean? Like, like we're so loved, like we're so loved and sin is literally trying to come in and it's, and it's desire is literally with sitting at the door and it's crouching. If you look back at that verse, it says, be behold uh, for sin is crouching at the door. And a lot of times sin is crouching at everybody's door. And if we give it any room, if we decide to open the door, right then, and we allow sin in, you know, like what happened? Cain had anger. He opened up the door to anger and ended up murdering his brother, Abel, Mm. you know? 
and man, it was just just a wicked thing. And that's what sin can do. And um, sin has so many meanings, but the ultimate meaning of it is separation and disobedience to God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is crazy. And then you even think about like the the whole Adam and Eve, like, you know, the serpent came and that was kind of like the sin crouching at the door was like the serpent. Like, yeah, did God really say this? And that was like the sin, you know, and then once she took of the fruit and, and ate the fruit, that was like her opening that door. You know what I'm saying? And that, you know, if she would have seen what was on the other side of that door, she would have probably never did it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Have. Which is crazy. So it, it's amazing that God kind of gives sin like, you know, a connotation like a person in a sense in the Genesis 4 scripture because it's like sin is a real thing. And there's a real it, it's it's something real behind it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not that sin is like the living thing, but it, it it's the thing behind it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We have to look on the other side of the door. Um, because we're we're so willing to do this and we're willing to do that and we do this and we do this whatever our flesh feels like doing and if we continue to keep living by the flesh scripture says that if we live by the flesh it leads to death but if we live by the spirit it leads to life yeah you know um, and that's really the heart of if you want to move away from sin and you want to live a godly life you want to live in the spirit if you want to live through the the guidance of the holy spirit it's laying down your life asking the lord to come into your life and have full and have full reign over your body. And it's not to say that we have Christians nowadays that aren't dealing with some type of sin. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm like, uh, I I can't stand sin. And this is the thing. And not that I can't stand it. It's like the Lord can't stand it. Mm-hmm. He's not okay th- with habitual sin. Mm-mm. If you got issues with cursing, if you got issues with watching pornography, if you got issues with masturbation, like I've been there. Devin's been there. Yeah. It's not okay to be okay with it. You, if, if there is knowable sin in your life and it's continuing to keep happening, you know, I don't want to like, I'm not coming in here like trying to, you know, be so harsh or anything, but I'm so passionate about this because God desires holiness. He desires holiness. He desires that when you look at God, that you actually desire to let everything else go and just choose him. It's not about what everything that you have to give up. But it's what you actually gain by actually choosing to walk and live with Jesus. You know, I'm reminded of uh, I have a lot of friends of mine, like friends that I dearly love from in high school. I was even hanging out with them today, you know, and they just can't walk with Jesus because they consistently always think about the faith. And what they think about is, oh, well, if I come to Jesus, then I have to give up this and I have to give up this. Like, I got to give up sleeping with these girls that I'm sleeping with. You know what I mean? I got to give up doing these drugs that I'm doing. And I'm I'm talking about not just weed. You know what I mean? You know, I have to, like, watch what I say and I got to do this and and I got to whatever your sin may be. You know what I mean? It's like, man, I have to walk away from that. And so we make Christianity a whole set of rules and we actually lose the aspect that it's a relationship type of it's, it's, it's relationship. It's like Dev's one of my closest friends. I enjoy just being around him. And so if something bothers him, I'm not going to do it out of love for him. You know what I mean? It's not because I, I come to around him like, dang, I can't do this. No, it's like I enjoy not to do those things because my man doesn't like to do those things. You know what I mean? And so. I get reminded of uh, Andy Bird. He's a uh, actually helps to lead YWAM. He gave a beautiful like pr- like pre- like kind of like a a metaphor or like a sy- like symbolizing this whole thing. So this is what a lot of Christians nowadays. I lived like this. I was like this for so long. You know that think about it like this. You have like a piece of moldy bread, 
right? And you eat the moldy bread because you're hungry and that's the only thing that's in front of you. So you eat the moldy bread, you eat the moldy bread and then people, Christians, right? And then what they'll do is they'll, they'll smack you and be like, yo, don't eat that. Don't eat that. And then you're like, ah, oh, but I'm hungry. You try to hold your, you're trying to hold your hunger in, hold your hunger in. The only thing you have to eat is that moldy bread. So you keep eating it. And they're like, they slap you. Yo, don't eat that. And you're like, man, but you don't realize is that on the other side, right? That something that no one ever told you is there's a whole buffet of all you can eat of the goodness of God. And everybody's been telling you, don't do this. Don't eat that moldy bread. Don't do this. But no one's really telling you about the abundance of actually what's on the other side of the goodness and the beauty of actually knowing him personally. And it's, and it's great. And it's like, you know, if you eat the same food over and over and over again, you just get tired of it, you know, but to the buffet of God, you can have steak, man. You can hit that lobster. <laughs> you get that sushi. You know what I mean? You get that, you know, that eel roll. I'd be, I'd be, what? Yeah, eel roll. You know, eel. Yeah, eel, bro. Like the, like the, the, the water snakes. The, <laughs> <laughs> that boy said it. Hey, yo, everybody, listen right now. If you haven't had eel sushi, eat it. A joint is fire. See, I'm cool on that one, boy. That joint probably slimy and all. No, type not of even. Stuff. No, they cook it. They cook it. It's not raw. I mean. Uh, I'm cool. Anyway, we're, we're on side. Anyway, so, you know, and let's say you just eating sushi or eating all these things and you have a variety. And guys, I want to tell you this, that when you come to Jesus, it's not eating fried chicken every day. Like you're you're indulging in the great beauty of God that is different every single day. You know, it is never boring. It is never tiring. It is the most exciting life you could ever have. You know what I mean? And this is the beauty of Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's really good. And like, I mean, if y'all literally could see me like sitting here, like I was literally sitting like a student, like like really listening to you, like I was like a listener also. And I think it's just like what he was saying, you know, like, man, because I even for me, like, you know, being younger and I was just like, man, like, you know, Christians, like I know for me, like personally, like I remember uh, when I first started coming to the Bible study that you hosted, like, you know, I'm just like, man, Christians are different. And, you know, I probably come and, you know, and even at this time, like, you know, I have my hair, I have my highlights, you know, so I'm thinking I'm all I'm this and I'm that. You feel me? Just super prideful. But, you know, I'm thinking that Christians are born and, you know, your tuxedo and clean cut and, you know what I'm saying? Keep your hair cut type stuff. You feel me? Just mm-hmm. real like born type of people but then that's when i go to a uh, new song church and like i walk in and i see some pastors with some jordans on i see the the the, the lead pastor with some off-white uh i think he had like some off-white something on then he had the off-white nike hoodie on i'm like yo like can fly yeah look at you know what i'm saying so like and i'm not saying that christianity is about that but what i'm saying is that you don't gotta it, it's not these boring people that you know you can't relate to you feel me i mean you have people from all different walks of life you know, you, you just experience so much. And I think the thing about it is like, you know, sin will never gratify, you know, your desires like, you know, because you'll you'll do it one time and then you'll get hungry again for it and you'll have to go do it again. It's like smoking. Like when you smoke, you know, you'll get high for a little bit. But then, you know, once you go to sleep or after a couple of hours pass by, you got to go hit another J. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the sad thing about sin also. Like, you'll do it because you're feeling that crave. You'll do it. And it's crazy because once you commit that sin, nine times out of ten, you probably feel bad afterwards. Yeah. Because I think, like I'd be telling some people and what God had told me, like, conscience is a God-given gift. Your conscience is literally something that God gave you to know what's right and what's wrong. 
And that's crazy because everybody has it. Mm-hmm. Because you'll do something wrong and you'll instantly be like, wow, that was wrong. And you know it. You feel me? Now, it's sometimes where you'll do something wrong and you may try to justify that it was right, quote unquote. But you know it was wrong. That's why you're justifying it in your mind. But sin, the thing is, like, you know, you'll commit it again and again and again because it would never satisfy. It would never gratify your desires. But the thing about, you know, when you're coming to Jesus, it's an everyday thing. I mean, it's like you wake up every morning and it's like you have that person to talk to. You know, you have that person that's with you. And yeah, it may not be physically. And I'm not saying that you're not going to, you know, feel like a physical loneliness sometimes because that happens. But we choose him and we go to him. And the crazy thing is he will fulfill those desires. You know what I'm saying? You go spend some time in the Bible. You go spend some time in the prayer. I'm not going to say that, you know, you're going to be feeling like, you know, you know, like you're trying to get up and dance every single day. But it will feel amazing. It will feel great. You will feel full. You know what I'm saying? That's why Jesus says, like, do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Because it may not always be that gourmet five star meal that you want, but I guarantee it will fill you up and you'll be satisfied with it. Yeah. So it's like, Jeez. you know what I'm saying? The ugly, I mean, sin is just such an ugly thing because it's something that would never gratify, like, you know, never satisfy, you know, whether it be drinking, whether it be smoking, all these things you have to do again in order for it to fulfill your desire. Sex. And even though sex is something that God created, which is crazy and that may sound wild to some people, but when you do it under the right circumstances, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And once you have that one person that you're married to and under covenant of God, you could get that every single day if you want. And if she, you know it's what amazing. I'm saying? I'm not married, but hey, it's amazing. <laughs> I said it's a, it sounds I've heard amazing. it's amazing. Yeah, you feel me? And that's just us being real. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's the thing about it. Like, you know, God has created so many things that he intended for it to be beautiful and which it is still beautiful. But we just take it and we just, you know, misuse it. Absolutely. Sadly. And that's and that's where the sin comes in, because we make that the God of our life. And that's where, you know, sin just overtakes us and we become a slave to it. And sadly, you know, that's when we get blinded by it. And and that's why we don't even know what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? But then you get the beauty of Jesus and then he comes, you know, you give your life to him. You put faith in him and then he'll come in and completely transform your heart. It's not like I know you was uh, when we was praying earlier, you were saying, you know, Jesus, like you don't God, you don't come in and put a bandaid over my heart. But you literally renew my heart. You give me renew a brand it. new heart. And that's the beautiful thing. Like sin will literally just put a bandaid over a temporary, temporary desire that you have. Mm-hmm. God will come in and give you a whole new heart that you don't desire those bad things that you once did. Amen. Because the thing about it is you may desire these things and every now and then it may try to come. I'm not trying to say that me nor Gage are perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that. But the thing is that when you walk with God and you give him everything, he's going to honor that. He's going to honor that. He's going to love that. And he's going to help you because it's nothing that we can do in our own strength. It's all by God's grace. And y'all probably want to be hearing me say that because I know I got off tangent last episode. It was talking about grace, but that's just a whole different thing. We, You know, that that could be a whole episode by itself. I don't even understand the grace of God for real. But, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, God will literally come in and he desires to create in you a clean heart. He desires to come and create a brand new heart that's all for him. And that's the beauty of Jesus, because it's all rooted in love, because it's not that God is some like machine that Mm -hmm. wants you to operate a certain type of way. It's a God who loves you, who created you, who knows you more than your mama, who knows you more than your stinking daddy. Who knows? You feel me? He knows you more than everybody. And I don't want to get like, you know, like funny or joking, but it's for real. Like he knows you more than you know yourself. And it's all because 
Jesus literally wants you to walk with him because there's so much greater things that you have never experienced in him. Like literally just think about John 3, 16. And I'm sure some of you know, a lot of you may know this verse for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Because what sin does, you will perish. Like Gage was saying, you know, sin leads to death. But then the spirit, when you walk in the spirit, it leads to life everlasting. And that's the thing. Jesus came so he can destroy sin, so he could destroy the, you know, the the devil who who is the one who, who, who like, you know, entices. He's the one that mm -hmm. brings sin at the door. Just like at the garden. Yeah. Like yeah. the serpent, because the serpent was the devil. You feel me? I don't know if I mentioned that, but the serpent was the devil. And that's the thing. Like Jesus literally ends all that. And that's what his death on the cross was supposed to do. It was supposed to, you know, show us the love that God the, the love that God so had for us, you know what I mean? And that's the beautiful thing about it. And that's just, that's the beauty of Jesus. And we can go so much longer and yeah, but yeah. So that's what I have on it. Man, yeah. <laughs> man, I'm taking notes, bro. I'm taking notes over here. It's one of those episodes, man. It's one of those episodes. Hey, man. it's episode two, man. You feel me? You feel me. <laughs> but guys, like, listen, like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to highlight this. There's, this is one of my favorite verses. One of my favorite verses. This is Matthew 13, verse 44. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field with which a man found and he covered it up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. And I'm not going to say that the Christian life is a walk in the park. It was actually never really supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be a walk with Jesus through the valleys, through the hills. And when I mean the valleys, I'm talking about the low places. Yeah. You know what I mean? The real low places that you may be, that he's walking with you in the valley. He's walking with you in the plains where it's just like you're not, you're not, you know, you're just feeling super dry. You know what I mean? There is going to be those periods of dryness. And then you're going to be on those valleys where you're like way up there with the Lord and you're just having these high moments with him, you know, and those are great. And I want to let you guys know that it's worth it. Like what this parable that Jesus was talking about, about this man going and he finds a treasure in the field. And then everything he has, he sells it all. He sells everything he has. And then he chooses to go and actually buy that field. He buys the field. He doesn't even go and, like, get the treasure. Like, yeah. my man buys the whole field. So he sold all the Jordans. He sold all the Yeezys. Oh, he don't sold do that all that. Him. He sold all, hey, I'm not going to lie. That, 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 that would hurt me. But, I mean, that, that's real. That man probably went home and sold everything he had just to go back and get that field. Man, you have one love. It's, he's your one love. Your one love. Your everything. You know, and guys, and I, I want to say this, like in the garden, right, when it was like the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden, if you, I think if you were to break down the word Eden, it actually means delight. It means pleasure Yeah. that God actually that when he put Adam and Eve and when everything was perfect, he actually wanted us to be in delight. He wanted us to be um, in the uh, in, in the pleasure of God. That's, That's where he wanted us to be. Think about it. He's the God who actually created sex. And everyone knows, like, the beauty behind it, the intimacy behind it, the connection that can happen between the man and the woman and the feelings that happen in that. And we think of it as being so taboo, you know what I mean? And, like, we talk about it, but it's like the world is talking about these things so openly and freely. But, like, in the church, like, God, he's the, he's the inventor of that. Yeah. Like, like, how great is he, you know? And it's like, and the crazy thing about that is, bro, that really just came to me, like, why not go to God and really learn about these things from the inventor of it? You know what oh, I mean? Come on, learn about sex, learn about the beauties of life, relationship, 
uh, friendship, friend, friendship that's not in the world, but friendship in the in the kingdom. I my the closest friends I have in my life are like friends that I have that are built up in the faith. Yeah. I mean, man. Yeah. It's a love like no other. And it's crazy because it's not that the people, it's not necessarily the people. It's just that they're so in love with God who was so in love with them that the love of God is overflowing in their life to the point where they can't contain it all for themselves. You feel me? And that's the crazy thing. Think about a cup and just think about God pouring water into that cup and think that that cup is you. Now, he's pouring water in that cup. That cup is eventually going to overflow. And when that cup overflows, it overflows into whatever surface that cup is on. So everybody, everything around that cup or every other thing around that cup is probably going to get wet. You feel me? Mm. And that's how it is. So when God is overflowing, you know, like for you, for example, that is going to overflow on me because we hang out so much. And that's just how it is, because God's love is so rich. It's so deep. It's so wide that. We can't even understand it. You know what I'm saying? It talks about, you know, the peace of God that surpasses knowledge. It talks about the love of God, you know, throughout the whole Bible. And it's so rich and so filling that it, so it overflows, you know, and that's just the beauty of Jesus for real. Like, it's just, I mean, because, you know, Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. You know, Jesus is God, you know. So it's like, it, it's crazy. Yeah. And guys, I know we're getting to that 30 minute mark. We want to keep, um, you know, shows to th- around 30 minutes. And we, I, we're going to finish with this. If running away from sin and it's death that it leads, if that's not enough, and then finding the beauty of, of, of the buffet of God that is promised for you, not to say that there's not going to be suffering, but he'll be with you in the suffering and there's fruit in the suffering, right? But just know the death that he gave, who he who knew no sin became sin. I mean, and it was like, it was for us to walk in the righteousness of God, mm. you know, and righteousness is right standing with God. He desires for us to have right standing with him, you know, and that death, like I could literally like talk about the the crucifixion. Break and it down real quick. Break man, it down. The people got time. Yeah. <laughs> the people got time. They could spend an extra five minutes. Yeah. Like, guys, I, I want you guys to know that when when God chose for when Jesus to actually die on the cross, it wasn't like, oh, we'll just place him at this point in history. God is divine in everything that he does. So that when God actually, he took Jesus and he decided for him to actually put him in that time frame with the Romans, the type of death that that was, was the worst death you could ever imagine. It was slow. It was agonizing. It was a painful, it was bloody. It was gruesome. And what would happen was, is that usually they would start off, right? And they would literally, they would flog you, right? And they would be with like either these sticks or these types of whips and they would uh, beat you, right? Usually 39 times. Mm. And then after that, then they would take this thing that was called a cat of nine tails. So, and let me just go back. When they flog you, you're already having these huge bruises, these huge welts. Um, you start, your, your uh, back starts to split open. And if they hit you in the legs and whatnot, and then they go and they take this cat of nine tails, which is this whip. It's a, it's a leather whip. And then it, it's, it comes out um, in a whole array of like of tails. And it actually, in those tails have, uh, in, in the whips, there's pieces of bone or metal fragments. And on the other part of it, there's like bent pieces of metal. So the idea was that when the bone or the metal would hit your skin, it would bring blood to the surface. And then the metal uh, like uh, shards would reach into your skin, rip into your skin and, and pull out flesh. And they do that to you around 39 times as well, all over your body. And then they took that crown of thorns and they, they nailed and they actually hammered it into his head. 
you know, and it's not like the small thorns, it's the long thorns. And they would actually pierce into it, um, into his uh, skull all the way around. So the blood's going into his eyes. They would spit on him. They beat him. They took his beard and they pulled the hair out. They, and I think a lot of people don't realize this, but actually when they, um, when they, cru- when they crucified people back in the day, you know, a lot of times they show Jesus and he was covered. In all reality, he was he was crucified naked. They didn't. They don't put coverings over you. And when you're exalted up like that, they, what they would do is, uh, they would pierce. Uh, you, I mean, you guys noticed the three nails. They were they were put both your feet on top of each other, nail all the way through that. And then what they would do is, then they would nail through. There is a nerve that goes through your your um your wrist through your hand. I'm not sure what the name of that not nerve is, but they the place that they pierced went right through that nerve and it's excruciating pain, excruciating pain. And then you're up there on the cross and it's not like the, the, the cross is actually, um, it's splintered. So your back is ripped open. You can't really breathe that well. You can't really see because your eyes are filled with blood because the blood's been pouring into your eyes. You're naked. Your your beard's pulled out. You got spit all over you. You're, you're like, and you just have people gloating over you and staring at you. And then in the midst of that, the thing that made crucifixion so much worse was that you actually couldn't breathe while you were on the cross. You had what you would do is that you would have to pull. You would use your nails. Uh, I mean, the you would use your hands that have nails in them. You would pull yourself up, like pull yourself up. Try to take a breath. <gasps> And then you would let yourself back down, right, so that you could breathe. And then you would have to do that over. And that's the only way you could breathe because they fixed his hands in a certain position where your, uh, where his chest was locked in a certain place. And so what happened was is you die through a, uh, through a period. It's a slow death process, and you die through asphyxiation where your body loses oxygen. You start to, start to lose it a little bit in your mind. Uh, and what would happen was is in, in the end, and in Scripture, it says they pierced him. Um, and this happened over hours. I think, I, I wish I knew the exact amount of hours, guys, but I think it was actually between six to nine hours hmm. that, that he was on this cross, like brutally bleeding out, uh, trying, like struggling for a breath. And when they pierced him on his side, there was blood and water that came out is what scripture says. I think it's in the book of John. And so that's actually, um, when that happened, when they came, when, it, when they, when they went up into his side, it pierced his heart. And that's actually what came out with blood and water. And that's actually because his heart exploded. And that was through the whole thing of asphyxiation. And so that's what medical doctors nowadays have shown that to be. So I probably still didn't even do it justice on how bad it really was, but that God was like, he was willing to do that because of love, because he loved you so much. He loved us so much. And it's crazy because that's like the physical aspect, yeah, which is already aspect. like crazy. But then you go to the spiritual aspect and just, to, you know, make it simple. Think about, I mean, like for me, like, OK, like whenever I do anything wrong, like even in this walk now, I, I just say I slip up. You know, I do something. I, I I get angry and I just say a word that I'm not supposed to say, like not like cursing, but just say like, you know, I, you get angry and like, you know, just something. Cause I'm not perfect and I'm not trying to portray to be perfect. And that's the thing. Like I, I think, you know, me and Gage are going to be, you know, humble, open, all that, you know what I'm saying? So just say that happens and I walk away and I know I did wrong and you feel that guilt. Think about everybody. Think about all the guilt I have committed that Gage has, that you have, that, that we all have everybody in the world. Every single time that we have felt guilty, Jesus bared that on the cross. Hmm. Literally all that guilt was taken to him on that cross. And it's crazy because like Gabe said earlier, for 
For he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So it's like literally what we do sin, he became that we can become like him, which Amen. is the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. So it's like the righteousness that we have is not ours. It's only his. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the sin that we have. He was never a sinner. He never sinned one time. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But he became that sin so we could become like him. It was like a transaction, yeah. which is crazy. So it's like, you know, all the guilt that we all have built up. I mean, I'm talking about people in the Netherlands, the people in Alaska, the everything. Come on. You feel me? The people in Australia, he took all that guilt and 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 bear that in that in that moment on top of the physical aspect that you explained amazingly yeah so which is crazy so it's like you know somebody who was in eternity the one who was sitting on the throne who never had to leave came and did that for us oh. and just to think about that like i don't even understand it to the depths that i want to like it's Same. sometimes where like i, I just be like jesus i like god i really want to know like not 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 so much no but i really just want to have a gratitude like 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 just understand that and have like a deeper love for you because of that mm -hmm. and it's just crazy like to think about that but yeah man it's so deep i i, I think and guys this is the thing like there's going to be so many things that you come across in the lord that you're you wish you could fully comprehend and it's you know it's it, you just won't sometimes you know but the lord wants to take you into a place where you can comprehend it through the work of his Holy Spirit, and it will take you to deep places. So, yeah, 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 man. It's by his grace and the spirit that he gives, man. It's only it's only a gift of God. It talks about that in Romans four, I think, when it talks about like the the faith of Abraham and everything. It's it's only given by his grace, you know. It's just you know we just have to believe in you know what he's done and what he's given, and he's given Jesus. So if he if he gave him, how much more will he give? You know, I mean he gave his son that was with him forever, and who's now with him still, who's living, was raised from the dead three days later, and that's how we're justified, and that's how we're made right with God. That's how we have peace with God. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, you can only come to God the Father through him, and it's just a beautiful thing. Like you know, it's just. Man, I mean, he's been showing his love since the beginning when he put that tree in the garden because he wanted a choice for his his creation, you know, who will eventually become his children to follow him. And that's all he ever wanted. He just wants us to be with him. I mean, that's why, you know, Jesus hasn't come back yet because he wants us all to be with him. So, yeah. And that time's drawing near, guys. It's coming. So, yeah, um, wherever, wherever you are in your in your walk with the faith, if you're brand new, you know, intermediate, advanced, <laughs> mega psycho level. I don't know where you at. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, walk with it, guys. You know, we're all in this together. I um, mean, it's going to be it's going to be beautiful. So, yeah. 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 All right, man. This was a super deep episode. That was I didn't think it was going to go this deep. But no, nah, I didn't either. Yeah. But I think this was uh, I think this was perfect. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. And it's not to make y'all feel like to get worried or nothing like that. It ain't it ain't it's not like that. But it's just really letting y'all know that, you know, sin is a real thing. And just giving y'all knowledge, because I, I, I mean, I wish somebody would have came to me way before, you know, high school and before a lot of things were introduced to me to let me know and, and really, you know, give me hip to like what these things are so like you know i could have walked with the lord way early but the lord has plans and you know he he ordains our steps he he knows the the end from the beginning so it's not to make y'all upset it's not to do all that it's just to really like have y'all really think like you know like you know god is real and like let me let me give it all to him because it's worth it you know what i'm saying like gaze was Absolutely saying is that it. it's that eel fish sandwich or whatever he was Ooh. talking about yeah. i don't know about that the eel sushi 
See, yeah, I'm cool on that. You say, you know what I'm saying? Give me like a, a T-bone steak. Yeah, then I, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's that, good. You know, that's good too. Yeah, that, that's better than some eel. You feel me? Nah. <laughs> Man. Well, guys, I just want to let you know that it has been an absolute pleasure, a blessing, and like an honor, you know, to, yeah. uh, to be here and to, and to really, I feel like you guys are right in front of us and we're just like sitting over the table all like chilling, having this conversation with Jesus, you know? So yeah. um, what a joy it is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to close this in prayer. Um, and then we'll do um, just a few closing announcements. And uh, um, yeah, we get it. So my Lord, my Lord and my God, I thank you. God, wherever we are in our walk with within our faith, God, may you just take us and stir us to love deeper. That we would love our neighbor, that we would love you with all of our heart, our mind, and our strength. So, God, I thank you for all these words, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for the stirring uh, of your spirit that's happening all over the body, Lord God, even through this coronavirus thing. But, um, and man, like, there's a wave that has come of the coronavirus, but I thank you, Jesus, that there is a bigger wave of your glory and of your spirit that is coming. And it is even now um, right there um, at the tipping point. So, Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. Take us deeper into the knowledge and into the depths of the riches of your glory than we ever could ever imagine. I thank you and I bless all who are listening, Lord God, to burn for you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, guys, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, guys, I just want to let you know that uh, if you guys can leave us a rating, if you guys can leave any comments, uh, we will reply. Uh, we like to see like any type of feedback. Um, and this is Gage. This is Devin, man. All right. We love you guys. All right, guys. All right, party people. Hey. I think we got to stick with that. We got to <laughs> stick with that. That's a good one. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>